Hey folks, welcome to Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. And unfortunately, I've got some bad news. Many of y'all probably knew him, and if you didn't know him personally, I guarantee you've seen him on a show. But we're here to honor the passing of Sean Patrick O'Brien, better known as Referee SPO or Referee Man Bun. He was an integral team player and core part of not just the Southeast Indies or the Midwest, but the independent wrestling scene all across the country. He was an amazing referee and an even better friend and an even better father. We miss you, Sean. Rest in peace. Run the intro again. <laughs> don't, don't. Please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, f- him. It's our show. We do what we want. Oh my God, no. Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching you. So, either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Welcome back, everyone. To Welcome to the Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Will. And I'm impressed, Shane Daniels. I'm a little impressed, too, JD. I'm Kat Von Frankenstein or Katie. My, Are you my- not impressed? I'm sick. What? <laughs> the weather has me sick. My Frank Sinatra voice made you ill? Yes, Will, it made me ill. I am <laughs> sick now. It was the illest. We are coming hey. in for our final installment of the Cast of Us podcast, reviewing the final three episodes of season one of Last of Us. Let's jump right into The Last of Us uh, with... Uh... Episode 7, Left Behind. Uh, this was <clears throat> Ellie's backstory and uh, her explanation of how she was infected. And how she found out she was immune. Anybody play the uh, DLC back in the day? I did. The Left Behind, yeah, I did. I think I'm the only person that did not. Okay. And I have no excuse because when I replayed it, when they dropped it for ps4 and it was bundled in there i just never got around to playing it i just consider so, it part of the main game every time i do a replay and i, usually I have no excuse it uh the episode definitely was uh it felt like i was playing the game with the yeah. everything i mean the mall is incredible. yeah it was pretty much to the t the dlc mm-hmm. for the most part did the DLC even have Mortal Kombat 2? No, they didn't have the rights to it. So they had a game called The Turning. Yeah. The turning. It was just an original thing that they made up. I feel like that, w- that was something that there was like posters for in the flashback bit at the very beginning of the game, I want to say. There, there yeah. were. There were. It was a, it was a wink. A well, wink. Since, got, like, I mean, since HBO owns all that, they yeah. can uh, use that now, which is cool. That was cool. And it definitely brought it full circle to that one line at the beginning of the season of her talking about, uh, I believe it was Melina. And I was wondering, oh, like, yeah. girl, how do you know about Mortal Kombat? <laughs> you didn't even have Mortal Kombat. Well, I'm assuming, too, that they probably had, like, books and shit. And there are magazines and stuff like that. There's magazines and books that explain, like, how to 
doodle. I remember the, the old. Uh, it this is going to show my age, but fuck it. I remember the old Nintendo powers. That's yeah. what I was saying. And and like when Mortal Kombat came out, they actually gave a poster for Mortal Kombat inside the magazine, and that was one of the things like for me going to the store when I was younger picking up the old Nintendo powers and, and seeing all that stuff. So, yeah. And I'd say if we're going, like, in in that world, like, I would say game shops were not, like, looted because people weren't worried about that stuff. They were worried about getting survival. Things. You know there's that one fucking dude that's, that's like, that's, bro. There's I'm always those people loading the all the game stop. stuff and TVs and stuff in their car when, really, they should have been worrying about water and food. But <laughs> Yeah, but Nintendo power is important, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Halloween masks were even down to a T down to what you saw in the game as well. I was so happy to see that. I love the Halloween mask in the game. Yeah, I think also too the show really showed a uh, good light on Ellie's dark inner person mm-hmm. because, like, the reaction between the two, um, Ellie was angry. And was just beating the fuck out of everything. And mm-hmm. then she was all calm. She knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Riley was just, she accepted it. And Ellie was just pissed. I, I kind of like that rage, though. Like, I, I, I feel like that would be me. I'd be mad. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah, you come all that way and then you, that that's what gets you. Because, I mean, in just, that moment, Ellie thought she was going to die. Like, that was it. That was their, their end. I'm kind of glad that they didn't show Ellie killing Riley. I am, too. I'm glad they didn't do that in the game, and I'm glad they didn't do that in the show. Well, That's just the, something we don't need to see. We already know. Well, I was kind of worried about that because, like, in the game, it just kind of, it's the end of the flashback. But, yeah. you know, they changed things inside of the show. And they've not changed one thing. It was like, oh, wow, that's... Yeah. We've talked and about it before. The things they have changed in the show, I think, are things that, like, were done smartly. Like, things that, yeah, we did want to see that. We didn't get that in the game. I don't think anyone wants to see Ellie shoot Raleigh. So. I mean, you didn't even see... I love to see my TV characters be traumatized. <laughs> you didn't even see Bill and Frank after they went in the bedroom and after they poisoned themselves. So, like... Yeah. That this show's taken care not to show trauma for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I even like that at the beginning of the episode, the scene where she's still in the camp and they're all running the laps in that tiny gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one girl snatches her headphones and is like, your friend's not here to fight for you. And she just fucking decks her. Yeah, it it really just goes back to showing that uh, at the end of the day, Ellie is a ruthless killer. Yeah, which, I mean, we'll get to later, but you get to see that full force in the next episode. Did anybody notice just the the, uh, Easter egg with uh, AHA being one of the tapes she had? Yes. Yes. Did you guys notice the Easter egg? From uh, the one episode where he tells her to, he'll boost her up underneath the ladder. There's a yellow marker, like in the game. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I did not I even that. notice that. 
Yeah. That's fucking great. All right, let's move on to episode uh, eight. Um, this was a tense episode. I think this was... was David. David was a fucking everything he should have been. Like yes. I thought he was a lot more. Seeing David come to life, the guy who played him, excellent job. Um, Honestly, I he was a lot liked... more scarier. Yeah. I would yeah. argue he's probably the most evil character you run across in The Last of Us. He's the only character that's not in the gray area. Yes. He is just straight up evil. And honestly, I felt like I agree with you, Shane, that he was scarier in this because mm-hmm. in the game you get way less of that very much like human facade with him of... Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just trying to lead my flock. I just want people to be okay. Whereas in the game, like you get a little bit of that, but you have more of a feeling like this other boot's going to drop and it's going to be something bad. Whereas in the show, once you realize, oh, they're all fucking cannibals and they don't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what I think made him more scarier. Like, when he first meets her about the deer and they're talking, it's just like, I could trust this guy. Yeah. And like, without telling people what was going on, they, they hit it very well Mm -hmm. until you're like, where it started to kind of resonate with me where they were going with it was when dude took the meat and handed it to her. And he was, she was like, what's this? And he was like, it's venison. I'm like, Oh fuck. That's not venison at all. And I remember, um, play, I remember playing the game and being so curious what the group is like because all you get to see really in the game is David, his that that the boy with James. Him. Yeah, James. That's Troy Baker. Yes, yeah. yes, for Dude, sure. He fucking killed it. Yeah, he Yo, did. Uh, Troy Baker is such a good fucking actor. I need to see Troy Baker get more on-screen acting roles after this because he knocked it out of the fucking park. Let me say something. Talented. Two things, real quick. So one, Troy Baker had the coolest death in this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, That 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 cleaver in the neck was fucking awesome. Um, Two. One thing you notice when Troy Baker's on screen is Troy Baker can be a lot of different characters. He got a lot of voices in that in that head of his. Yeah. Next episode, we meet Ashley Johnson as Ellie's mother, which we'll talk about soon. But when you, if you close your eyes during the scenes where she was on screen, you saw Ellie in your head. Yeah. yeah. Ashley Johnson is Ellie. Yeah. Whereas Troy Baker, when he was on the screen, if you didn't know what he looked like, you would have known that was the guy who voiced Joel. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was very interesting. Yeah, it was really cool to see them in these episodes. All these characters that voice these characters that we all love. And uh, so it was cool to see them play these roles. So. And I th- also think see... that was another good draw for the show, like for people to go watch the show too. Yeah. We got to see uh, Joel in full on, uh, I'm a fucking killer mode. That was the whole last two episodes. Yep. Yo, that uh, torture scene was... So good. And it was literally, it was literally everything he said in the fucking word for word. Where he's like, I'm going to take your kneecap, all that. And that is one of those moments where you're actually kind of afraid of Joel. Like, yeah. 
Like, you're like, this guy would, this guy's scary. <laughs> well, and even like, he's still showing that he's not at 100%. He's still kind of dying. Like, when he first yeah. wakes up and starts fighting those dudes in the shed. Yeah. And then just goes full John Wick Raider mode and is so, marking all of them, but is still like limping, still wincing with his breaths. And yeah, you can I mean, tell he just... he's only half conscious. My favorite the first line. guy. Oh, go oh, ahead. The, the first guy he killed in the basement when he uh, went down with him and like he was all that was holding him up until he fell over as he died. And they're staring at each other face to face as one's dying. The other is trying to regain his strength. That was just like a beautifully told story and in Pedro Pascal's face. Yeah. Again, why the f- fuck does the Mandalorian cover him up? Yeah. I think my favorite line was when he grabbed that pipe and he looked at Duke and he was like, I'm not going to tell you a fucking thing. And Joe just looks at him and says, I believe him and fucking bashes his head in. I'm like, Oof. Mm. And you kind of feel bad for it. Like you, you kind of sit there and wonder like, were they as bad as David? Did they even know like how bad David was or were they just people that were just trying to survive? No, because of- David even said that like, only a couple people knew what they were. I know James knew. And yeah. Outs- but outside of James, I don't think many people knew. No. Um, Which James sold that, like, this is what we, from his point of view, it was, he just sold perfectly that this is what we have to do, mm-hmm. but I'm fucking disgusted in myself for this. Yeah. yeah. The uh, The climax of this episode where Ellie is in the bar after she escapes and everything. Um, that was, it looked just like the game. Yeah, one for one. Down to even her, like, I'll stab you now. I got to sneak around a bit while you monologue. Yeah. It was identical. Yeah, the scene where she's taking that cleaver or whatever to, to James. Yeah. Literally same as the game yeah it was beautifully done even from the part where she bit his finger yeah before that the whole you tell them that the little girl that did this to you blah, broke your fucking like, ellie's yeah. little girl broke your fucking finger yeah, yeah. that's when you know that's when you know that ellie is that dark crazy. side of hers coming out yeah. she's a fucking savage yeah uh, you know, when she took that cleaver to his face, my God, like, I, I remember at the game, it was, it was gnarly, but in, in the show, like, I looked away. And you could lie. see, you could see the rage in her. Yeah. Yeah. Bella Ramsey is such a good actress. Yeah, she is. I liked her in Game of Thrones and I like her as Ellie. So. Yeah, I didn't finish Game of Thrones, but every, like I'll look up clips of Bella Ramsey specifically just because I fuck, enjoy her. Fuck the internet. They can all use a dick. She's not in it a ton, but she's definitely one of those characters in it that when she is in a scene, she steals it for yeah. Game of Thrones. And so, Pedro um, Pascal was one of my favorite parts of Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah, I, see, I actually stopped watching Game of Thrones and Pedro Pascal like got killed off in Game of Thrones. Oberon was one of my favorites. Yeah. I always, the mountain, just because I like the dude who plays him. I like the dude that plays him, too. I he's hear he's cool. a really sweet dude. 
He really is. So uh, Pedro Pascal broke everyone's heart at the end of this episode when he hugged Ellie and called her baby girl. Yeah, it's his baby girl that kills everyone. It kills me. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it, it broke me. Yeah. I I legit just started bawling. And you know, I watched uh, you know I watched these things afterwards, and uh, yes, yeah, same. He said, uh, they said, uh, what's his fucking name? Greg Mason or Neil Druckmann? No, the dude that voices Joel. Troy, Troy Baker. Troy Baker. Troy Baker. He was like, he said that on accident. Oh, when he was oh, really? recording? When he was recording in the game, he said that by accident. And he was like, Neil came over and was like, what did you just say? And he goes over the line. And he said, no, you said baby girl. He said, use that. And Troy Baker's one of those that gets me. Like, um, he, he got me when, like, uh, before Last of Us came out, it was um, Bioshock Infinite. Like, just his voice acting in Bioshock Infinite was excellent and would get me emotionally at times in that game. Yeah, he's definitely, out of all the voice acting juggernauts, because, I mean, Troy Baker is in damn near every fucking video game mm-hmm. from the last 15 years, but he's one of those guys where I've, yet to hear a bad performance and even when they give him roles where it's like all right let's see how this goes like when he voiced the joker in arkham origins oh mm-hmm. dude knocked it out of the that. goddamn park and i see i never thought they'd find anyone like as that would be on mark hamill because mark hamill's always been the dude for the joker all right let's move along to uh that finale god damn Fuck. So they open up, basically opened up with uh, Joel and Ellie. Joel trying to get Ellie to open up. She's kind of pulled herself inwards in the last month or two since uh, she killed David. Mm-hmm. And then we get the giraffe scene. You know, that was real fucking giraffes. Yeah, they filmed with yeah. the, they used a blue, set up a blue screen studio in its pen at the zoo so they could film those scenes. And but there's also footage. There's also footage out there of them hold, having someone hold up a fake giraffe head wearing a blue skin suit so that they can shoot the wide shots. Okay. <laughs> I just love that everybody was like, "Oh my god, the CGI on this giraffe looks It's terrible. a real giraffe. And it's a real fucking giraffe. <laughs> I I literally thought like watching that that it was fake. I was like, wow, that's, I thought it was that's some bad CGI. So did the scene work for you? To expect CGI now. Did the scene work for you as well here as it did in the game? Honestly, I liked it. Granted, there was a little bit of difference in kind of the context going into that specific moment in the game. But honestly, I kind of liked it better in the show because... Like you were just saying, Ellie has put her walls up and is clearly hurting inside. And the roles are reversed. Yeah. Yeah. And Joel is now the one trying to get her to come out of that shell. Yeah. And that was the moment where you see it. And then she kind of gets that slight restoration and faith in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it a lot better. I agree with Will. 
and, and like show. seeing her excitement whenever the draft is just like, all right, I'm going to go fuck off. And she's like, no, we need to go chase it. Yeah. So and it's also I'll kind of a moment where like, where you're going into the, the last part of that episode where Joel is like, look, look at everything we would lose, you know, like. Personally, I liked it better on the show as well. Mm-hmm. But for me, the show, the moment was sadder. Because in the in the game, I feel like it's a hopeful moment where, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, she's going to be okay. But in the show, if you're watching Joel's reaction to it, it feels like you're seeing him see that her innocence has died. Yeah. And that there might be a spark left, but she's not the same girl anymore. And that's what you're seeing at that moment from Joel's perspective, I feel like. Whereas in the game, you didn't get as much of that because there weren't as much face acting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was a uh, cool moment to see. Like I said, these last three episodes is for me has been pretty much the game. Just watching yeah. the game. Yeah. But it's so they do it so well to where it, it's nothing compared to the game. It, it's just fucking weird. Um. It so is they get there. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, uh, just talk about Joel um, finally admitting, you know, his uh, suicide story. Yeah. Uh, that was a change change from the game. We didn't get that in the game. No. Um, and uh, it kind of, I mean, it speaks back to where Joel was talking about uh, how he got the scar in the first place. Somebody shot yeah. at him, they missed. He shot at somebody, they missed. Yeah. Turns out he was that person in both instances. Mm-hmm. And uh, the moment where Ellie's like, yeah, I know where you're telling me this because time heals everything. And it's like, what time? And that, oh, man. Oh, I man. started crying. I cried. I, <laughs> I, I started bawling. I don't know. Yeah. The only thing that got me to actually cry from this season was the Bill episode. Oh, yeah. God. There yeah, was, was... I, I was more in with bill and uh sam sam really got me sam yeah yeah, i've already can't believe i forgot about that sam got me choked up um so we get to see marlene again in this episode where she explains to joel what's going on after they woke it up um if i'm joel in this moment I'm saying, why the? How did you come up with this in just a couple hours of research? Yeah, yeah, I'm probably that, in the same boat he is. That's yeah. where I'm like, Joel did nothing wrong. He did exactly what any of us would do for our child. Uh, in that moment, I don't, like, I don't know. That's such a gray area. I don't know if I can say Joel like, did nothing. They did wrong. no research. They did no research. So also, say, like, also, quarter steps does not grow in the fucking brain. In ants, it grows everywhere but the brain. Mm-hmm. So their thesis is bad in the first place. Well, aren't they, like, weren't the people in the Firefly Hospital, they weren't even, like, fully trained doctors from the world before. They were kind of, like, imagine they weren't so, fully well, medical. They had a surgeon, but even if they had a surgeon, they would have been no more than a resident before the... Um, yeah, that's what it was. They weren't full, full doctors. Because, like, and... cause like, dude's no more than 50. 
And you, you well, do the surgery, also you too, kill your subject, you're not going to get another subject like Ellie. It's, that is really a very rare one. Once I mean, in that's a a, you know what they could have done, though? I mean, I'm sure this guy that won't be named at this moment, um, what if he cut open, you know, a, a dead person who's who turned and was like, oh, it grows here. And that was, you know what I mean? I don't know, but they, he was just willing to kill the host immediately. Kill his one specimen. Without any, it, is, it is really stupid to do that. But There's yeah. also another moral um, ground. They didn't let Ellie choose. They did, They knocked her out, and they were just going to do that, and she would have just been gone. And they were claiming that is the merciful thing to do. They did not talk to her about it. They did not get her consent. They were originally they were going to kill Joel, and Marlene's the one that advocated for him to be let go. See, but I think Marlene knew because she knew Ellie enough to know that if they presented her with that option, she would have said no, and they didn't want to even run that risk. Yeah. So Joel is seen going through the hospital. Um, I love the music they scored for this. Yes, I was going to bring that up. Gustavo is fucking genius. Yes. Um, but I love how they weren't making it, they weren't shooting it like you would a video game. Mm-hmm. Like Joel took a shot and then you got to see the after effects. Like they showed I, I you that a lot more. Like they the, showed you the impact of what he'd just done. Yeah. You know what pissed me off about this scene? What? That it took this motherfucker five minutes to do that whole thing, and it took me like twenty five to get through there. Yeah, that part was hard. Yeah, and that, my right. last playthrough, I did the hardest difficulty. It took me two days to get through that. <laughs> and this motherfucker just breezed on through John Wick style. My yeah. goddamn Pedro, that shit took me like an hour because I just kept dying <laughs> to the point that it fucked up the emotional impact of the moment because I kept <laughs> having to restart. Yeah. Well, I, at that point, I was like, fuck this dude. I, I was already, I took all my rage out on the doctor, just like fucking Joel did. And I was like, fuck this dude, <laughs> not knowing what my fucking consequences was. I do love so, the bit of the doctor just being like, stand back, holding the little scalpel, little scalpel. while he's got a fucking rifle. <laughs> so I love how Joel shot him without even looking up, looking at him. He was just like, like didn't that. His direction just. Bam. Yeah. Um, also, we had another cameo in that scene. Yeah, I was about to mention that. Yeah. Laura it, Bailey. Laura Bailey was one of the nurses. Yep. yep. I kept thinking she we might get a glimpse of Abby. Too? Yes, don't mention who she is right now. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, she was one of the nurses. Yeah. She took a selfie afterwards with the doctor, smiling, with a thumbs up, and while he's on the ground dead. I thought that was <laughs> funny. <laughs> If you're a fan of the games, you'll uh, you'll catch that reference. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, in the game, between the four of us right here, who else killed their nurses in this scene? I've never killed the nurses. I didn't kill the I nurses. Did. I, <laughs> not, I, I thought you nurses. were supposed to. <laughs> like I was, I went. I get very involved in games emotionally. And I don't like killing innocent people. And I'm kind of like the fireflies weren't wholly evil, and those nurses in the room weren't 
Like, I just did what I had to do to get Ellie out. So, um, it's funny because I listened to Neil Druckmann do an interview where he said uh, he was talking to people after they played the game. And he's like, yeah, it's kind of messed up. You might just kill the doctor and the nurses and all that. And he's like, I didn't make you kill the nurses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he Fuck did. Em. I thought we were, we, that was what was supposed to happen. So, I fucking mowed them all down. <laughs> Same. Uh, this moment where they, um, on the hillside after they had taken the car ride, you see him kill Marlene, which was, uh, a lot more impactful. I felt like in the show. Yeah. Um, but the yeah. moment, the moment we ended it on, on the in the game and in the show, yeah. the question, when Ellie says, okay, do you think she's saying, I believe you? Do you think she's saying, I choose to believe you. Or do you think she's saying, I know you're lying and nothing about this is ever going to be the same? I think it's very much in the beginning. It was, I choose to believe you. And as she grows, like, I think it does turn into like, fuck, you know, like, I, I know you're lying. See, I thought it, I felt like the game portrays it more as I choose to believe you. But the show is, I don't believe a single fucking word you're telling me right now. Yeah. And that I will agree with uh, Will on that as well. Because um, his excuse in the show was way weaker too. It was no, no. I actually like his excuse in the in the show a lot more than the game. Because in the game, he doesn't mention any reason about why he got to the hospital. He's like, I let them run their tests and we left. And in the show, he mentions that the place was overrun by raiders and everything too. At least there, there was a reason for her to be leaving without still in hospital gown. Yeah, like why wouldn't they wake her up and and rest in, there in for the a game. while after their journey? And yeah, in the game, he just he's just like, oh, I let them run their tests, and I saw there was nothing they could do, and we left. I mean, this is literally the this is the scene in the game that the whole community has always been torn up about. Is was Joe right to do so? Well, he took the, he also locked the fireflies that he also took choice away. From well, him. they were always saying, you know, hey, you know, he could have saved the world. And then some people say he did. He saved his world. Yeah. And then there's also the argument, like, did he rob the world of a cure? I, I don't think they could have created a cure. I don't think they could have distributed. Even it. if they had created a cure, exactly how are they going to distribute it? And then... That doesn't change people from getting torn to shreds by these damn things. Just so they, just because they can't get infected doesn't mean they can't get ripped apart. Yeah. Well, no. So Marlene did give a little bit better of an explanation for how it would work in the show versus the game. Where the game, they were always just, oh, it's a cure. It's a cure. Whereas this, she mapped out exactly how the cure would work in that when you take the cure, it essentially transmits to the cordyceps infected people around you that you are one of them so they're just not even going to bother yeah. going around you because you are it but it's it is definitely that like so you make it how do you bring this to the world because i think in reality it would have just created a whole new power struggle when di didn't it feel like in the games, didn't it feel like it was a power play and they get a one up on Fedra and be strong? They'd be the ones everyone would go to. Yeah. And 
in the end, it would have been like that, or Fedra would have waged war to get that. And yeah, it's pretty obvious that Fedra would have just kept that shit to themselves. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it, it still sets up. I feel like the show set the last was part two better than the game did. Mm-hmm. Clearly, though, because the game didn't know they were making a part two. Now, with that said, uh, I'm not going to drop any spoilers here, but part two is told in a nonlinear fashion. We get a lot of flashbacks um, throughout the game as Ellie thinks back throughout her life uh, set between part one and part two. For me personally, I feel like the since it's going to be more than one season, the better option is to tell us in a linear story. Yes. And use those flashbacks to tell a, a linear story in season two and make season three where we really begin part two. See, I don't know. I'm a sucker for nonlinear storytelling, so I kind of hope they don't. But I think it'll frustrate people more. I, I feel like it's harder it, to do like... it. You know, do a few episodes with the part two story and then do a flashback episode and then do more story flashback. Oh, episode. I mean, this is you got to think at the end of the day, this is going to it all comes down to money. They're going to be making a lot of money off this now. Mm-hmm. So now you got to get more than, you know, two seasons out of it. So I think telling a story where we're kind of linear would work because they've done so well throughout the whole show telling this story i think if anybody could do it they could yeah and it also lets bella ramsey look a little bit older so that when you do tell us the story of ellie five years later yeah she has she's had time, a little more time to grow up and yeah. she's how old is she is she not she's 19 she's, that's what she's i thought the same age ellie is in the second game yeah which i don't know i i am glad that they finally came out and said like there's not a chance in hell that we're we're only going to recast ellie for the next season if she doesn't want to come back yeah which also talk about a fumble on there and for not already having her locked into a contract for coming back yeah well they didn't really know they were going to be making season two at first i they plan they they put the story beats in there just in case but that, they weren't planning on that age. That, that was only like HBO. Marvel people, they lock them in the contracts for like, even if they don't do a movie. It's like a seven movie contract. Yeah. Because then now they've hit the point where people's contracts are almost up, but they're creating projects just to fulfill the, that movie marker or TV yeah. marker. Okay. No. All right, so overall, rate this season of television 1 through 10. 9.5 out of 10. There was only very small little things here and there that were, didn't quite work for me. Like, I do wish there was... I don't... I understand why people are upset that there wasn't more infected. And yeah, whatever. But even though that would have cost... That would have ballooned the budget. I just wish there was more stealthy bits of them having to sneak around in the show. But that is my only real, and it's not even a gripe, it's just something that I would have liked to see, was more sneaking, considering that's such an integral part of the game. But 
other than that, like how they handled the story, everyone's acting performances, fucking phenomenal. This is the best video game adaptation I think I've ever fucking seen. And I don't think anything will be able to top it. Shane. I'm going to give it a 9.5 as well. I mean, there's not much that I can really look at the show and go, I didn't like that. There's some stuff that I could have done without. Um, but that's more of a preference type thing, like whatever. But as far as like, it was just perfect the acting. Um, I, the episodes everybody bitched about, like the flashback episode, the origin story of Ellie. I loved that episode. I liked it. I, I saw definitely... nothing, nothing wrong. It was telling a story about two girls who had a crush on each other. And it was a beautiful story. Yeah. Katie. I give it a 9.5. Like any problems I had were super, super minor, not even really worth mentioning. Um, one thing I haven't touched on, I love the way that Last of Us, the games and the show use music. Like. Yeah, Depeche Mode all day long. And what? there's actually like a little something I didn't get to bring up. Like um, apparently like the Depeche Mode 80s being the danger signal. Oh, yeah. Um, Frank is the one when you find out Frank did the code. And him being a gay man, he grew up during like. He probably come of age during the AIDS epidemic in the 80s. So that was why, like, 80s was danger. So, just yeah. the way they use music and give it meaning throughout the whole series and the games and the show. This, is, this has got to be one of the only shows I've ever watched that I wish they would have had more just... I guess almost filler episodes just to yeah. make that shit. Like, I wish there was more of it. Yeah, same. So, for me, I'll be the contrarian. Uh, I'm going to say 9.75. Oh, spicy. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only misstep I feel like they had was splitting up episodes four and five. The uh, or the the Kansas City episodes, because that made oh, okay, episode yeah. four feel unimportant before you got episode five. I do kind of agree with you. Episode four did feel very just set up, but I liked it. It, I think they picked maybe the wrong moment to end episode four. I think maybe they should have kept it going just a little bit longer than cutting it off where Sam and Henry first meet up with them. Mm -hmm. But I definitely kind of agree with that, that it the, episode five, by the time you finish it, makes episode four feel so inconsequential. I feel like that's the, they're only messed up. But uh, other than that, like the acting was top notch. Um, the choices Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal made that differentiated them from Troy Baker and Alex Johnson were perfect. Ashley Johnson giving birth to Ellie metaphorically and literally. That was, was so poetic. So perfect. It was so yeah. good. It was so good. Um, I, I mean, I'm just, I was so blown away with this season of television that I don't know, you don't often get the perfect season of television. And I have, and 
I wouldn't say there's been a this good of a season television since The Walking Dead season one. Yeah. Oh, I won't even give it that, but that's because I'm a diehard fan of the comics. Well, yeah. I'm a diehard fan of the comics, but that's the reason I still say The Walking Dead was a great six-episode miniseries, and everything that came after that is just an alternate reality. I agree with yeah. that. They I, I literally had, had to stop watching. They were going to keep going. I did too. I haven't seen the end of The Walking Dead. Don't I, care. I, I it did it finally end? Yeah. It did. But okay. there's like five or six fucking spinoffs. spin-offs. I will say the uh, worst character that they added was fucking Daryl. I fucking can't stand him. <sighs> Daryl was lame. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just cannot stand fucking Daryl Dixon. I, I, I tell got you, a whole show about him now. And I hated Daryl. what they did to Carol, too. Why did Carol need to become another Daryl? That's yeah. what happened. Like, Carol's, Carol's death in the comics was so... Just a crazy-ass fucking moment. Those, those comics were perfect. The, the show... I, will, I will say, though, they did do a good job with the deaths. Because, like... Herschel's death was fucking comic, mm-hmm. page per page. Uh, Dale, when he was getting ate by the zombies, same thing. But I, w- I would agree with you. I don't think there's been a better season or first episode of a, a adaptation since The Walking Dead. I'm excited to see what they do with the rest of this, uh, the content they've got for from Last of Us Part Two. Um, I, it, it definitely couldn't make one one season television. You'd have to split it. So I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah. I'd be sad if they're trying to squeeze it into nine or ten episodes. Yeah. Um, casting choices will be interesting. I um, pray for whoever is going to play Abby. Uh, Me too. Oh my god. I pray for whoever's going to play Lev. To be honest with you. Yeah, both. Although, um, apparently the um, actor that plays Lev in the game looks just like the character model. Yeah. And, and he's transgender and everything, too, so he, like, fits the role. I mean, it, I think they should cast him. I uh, really do, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, like I told you guys in the group chat, somebody asked me why we hate Abby so much, and I explained it to them. And they were like, yo, fuck Abby. And I was like... You know, I'm, I'm the opposite. I don't really hate Abby that much. I don't hate Abby either. Abby is a knee-jerk reaction to hating her because of things that we cannot disclose yet. But yeah. from as far as I did get into two, because I never beat it, but very quickly you start to realize like you can't just look at it from one person's point of view you have to look at this from so many different sides and from that side nothing wrong happens yeah i'm doing a replay right now of two and it's just like i'm doing a very slow replay because my girlfriend and her niece watched the show with me and neither have played two and they don't want to have it spoiled for them Oh, so, lots. <laughs> they gonna fun. be waiting a Which, long time. Will and I had a conversation there, and I had to spoil something on the couch for Becca. Ooh, she got <laughs> so mad at you. And I'm realizing I have to be careful with that too, because I've already played through one and two, and I'm like, oh, 
there's not not everyone. She better be lucky that in reality, what you spoiled was not even that big compared no, to what no. could have been spoiled. And that's what I told her. I was like, I was like, to be honest, it's not much of a spoiler. You knew she, you knew he was gonna find out. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that that was funny. That was funny. But uh, let's get out of here. I think um, this has been a lot of fun reviewing this series, and we will definitely be back when season two pops up. And we'll be back for The Mandalorian after episode four. Yeah. Also, thank you for having me. Thank you, Katie, for joining us. That was a lot of fun. You are absolutely a delightful guest. Thank you. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you once again for listening to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. This time with the cast of us reviewing The Last of Us. We'll be back in your feeds next week with our first ever, not next week, I guess, when this airs, later this week with our first ever live episode uh, airing live from Classic Carpet City 3 or Taximania 3, if you're me. Um, We're very much looking forward to that. Should have some special guests popping in. Uh, Keep a lookout for time and announcement for guests. Jake, what do they need to do? Bring cameos! And bring us small children that are immune to cordyceps. (laughs) Ha 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 ha!